Hear ye, hear ye, word nerds. Be forewarned that this podcast contains saucy language of the modern and early modern varieties. So plan your listening accordingly. Or don't. That's a choice that you can make. But don't say we didn't warn you. We'll be supplying yeah. completely non-diegetic cat sounds because Talia won't <laughs> get away with the microphone. Cat sounds are always a hazard for the pod. And on the bright side, we'll we'll have our muse. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fired! Get out! <laughs> that was terrible, but I loved it. Oh. Shakespeare show. We're your hosts, Jess Hamlet and Aubrey Whitlock. And together we are Whamlet. And this week we're talking about Thomas Middleton's Yorkshire tragedy and it's our hundredth episode. I mean, it's our hundredth episode. It's like a, yeah. a fucking milestone. It is. Um, it's a huge milestone. I am a god. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, each week on this here podcast, what we do is we discuss a different play. Uh, this week, it's a hundred and one level episode. That's that's a weird. <laughs> <laughs> You've got your brain stuck on a hundred. That's what's happening. Yeah. yeah. It's a hundred and one level episode. What does that mean, Aubrey? <laughs> that means... It's introductory stuff, like a 101 course. Mm. <laughs> mm, yes, everything you need to know to have a general understanding of the play and its major themes and some cool stuff you're going to get nowhere else, like our opinions, but also, Jess. Yeah, uh, this week we're dispensing with most of our normal 101 features, uh, and you will quickly figure out why, because we were like, we need to do something yeah. to celebrate our 100th episode. So we did a thing. Yeah, we did a thing. Such a good idea. Thank you to Courtney Parker, who originally, I think, had the idea. Yeah, yeah. It was Courtney's dumbass, batshit, amazing idea that I was like, but wait a minute. Yeah, so for our 100th episode spectacular, we we invited some guests to help us read the entirety of the Yorkshire tragedy by Thomas Middleton, because uh, it's so short. Um, so in yeah, this episode, really, really short. we're not going to do a summary because we read the whole fucking play. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do a taste of text because the entire episode is a taste <laughs> of the text because yeah. it's all of the text. Uh, no. So we, yeah, we, we're, we're treating you to some, some reader's theater, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of the guests we invited, uh, some of them you may remember because they are podcast veterans, um, uh-huh. if you're a longtime listener, and some are totally new voices. So who did we bring on? Yeah, so we start with our dear, wonderful, amazing friend, Patrick Harris, who uh, joined us previously for Merchant of Venice and Timon of Athens. He really likes those of plays. Yeah. 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 We were also joined by uh, pod favorite Molly Seremet who has been with us for our Troilus and Cressida episode, our Sea Voyage episode, and our Q1 Hamlet episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we also have my colleague and friend, Courtney Parker, who joined us previously for The Witch. 
Uh, and we had brand two brand new voices, uh, the first of which was Sawyer Kemp, who's a scholar on <laughs> things that are great, and I mostly know them from Twitter, <laughs> and Jess can say more words about this person yeah, I barely yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> Sawyer is a scholar on things, and they are great. Uh, Sawyer's a a, a, Sorry, a Sawyer. doctor. No, you're fine. Sawyer's a doctor. Uh, they graduated from UC Davis last year and are currently um, holding Davis. a postdoctoral. Oh, I wish I'd known that. Central yeah. Valley. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they're currently holding a postdoctoral fellowship at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. Um, I don't know why I said it like that. Uh in um transgender studies uh yeah it's they're doing really really cool work there also p.s um so and also i think sawyer is going to say that for themselves in uh just a moment anyway uh and then finally rounding out our our list of guests this week is charlie bell um who is also a friend and colleague of mine here at the university of alabama charlie is a second year question mark phd student um uh, working on textual instability and speech prefixes and right cool shit like that. Yeah, Charlie's great. So, um, yeah, a delightful cast of characters. Yeah, a melange, if you will. Indeed, indeed. It turns into yeah. a melee after a while. It's pretty great. Oh, sure does. So I can't wait to share that with everybody. Um, but first, we have happy hour. Mm. Yeah, this is where we tell you about stuff we like. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this week, and I know that this episode airs officially after Christmas, um, unless you celebrate the 12 days of Christmas, in which case Christmas doesn't end until January 6th. Um, but, uh, the thing I'm loving right now that is giving me life that is kind of just whimsical and goofy, uh, is the at Advent Carolander Instagram, uh, account that's Advent, like Advent calendar and then Carol N. N D A R just it's, it's a weird spelling. So, but anyway, it is like 60 second or less little like 2020 carols that you, and they're rolling out like one a day on their Instagram account um, by uh, at Joel Wagoner and at Julia Met. And they are very silly and really fun. And they just kind of give me life right now. So like check in with those once a day and have a laugh. Yeah. They're real good. Um, what I'm recommending this week much to Aubrey's chagrin is uh Taylor Swift's new album Evermore which is great um and also if you haven't gotten around to the folklore long pond studio sessions on Disney plus which is more Taylor Swift that's also great uh and then also the um the Twitter account for Southern's booksellers in London if you're not following them like what even are you doing with your life? I'm not. Tell me more about them. Yeah. So they're amazing. It's like shit posting, but they're an actual business and they sell rare books. Um, and this week they got a cease and desist letter from um, a fictional character from a Neil Gaiman novel. And that's okay. about as specific as I can get because I don't. I'm not that's I'm not in that fandom, um, but like someone in the fandom, it wasn't like an elaborate haha joke and Neil Gaiman got involved. I'm explaining it poorly because I don't understand it because I'm not in the fandom. But the point is, is that you should follow Southerns on Twitter uh, for shit posts and jokes and rare books. And that's a thing you should do. 
great. Sounds delightful. (laughs) So no, no social justice or anti-racist pedagogy this week, but um, (laughs) that's because my brain is broken because it's the end of the year and I'm seconds from finishing my dissertation. So yeah, that's Um, real. I'm so close, y'all. The next time you hear this voice, I will have finished my dissertation. (laughs) So. The crowd goes wild. I mean, let's not (laughs) let's not let's not preemptively celebrate because, like, I could you know fall in the shower tomorrow and break (laughs) myself and then like not be able to finish on time. Um, But theoretically, the next time you hear this voice, I will finish my dissertation and then uh, I'll be a doctor. um, Not too long after that, and that'll be great. Anyway, so uh, so this play was written by Thomas Middleton. You know him by now. We're not going to tell you anything about him because because no. <laughs> he would like to remain a mystery. I just I feel like that's on Thomas yeah. Middleton's brand. But also we talk about him so often on the show and we also do. the Internet exists. So like we're not. Yeah, I feel right. like apart from yeah. Shakespeare, he's the playwright we've talked about. The one hundred OP. It's because yeah. I like him. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. And he's got an extensive like <laughs> body of work that yes. is just full of gems like the Yorkshire tragedy. Yeah. Um, so so one thing we will do for you still, uh, we're not dispensing with all of our 101 episode traditions. We're going to give you a five word unhelpful title that will hopefully like, you know, prime you for your listening and what you're about to hear. So <laughs> mine is solve problems by doing murder. Yeah. Uh, mine is zero to murder in 60 seconds. So just as a hint, this play has some murder in it. Just a little bit. Just like just like a sousson of murder. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. Just a sprinkling. Just a little yeah. pinch of murder. It's fine. Just a, just a um, taste. Yeah. Just and a we tickle. will and, and although our cast of uh, guest actors are going to introduce themselves and the roles they play in uh, in the play recording, um, we're still gonna list the dramatis personae for you. Mm-hmm. Only the really important ones, fortunately <laughs> for you. It's only like six of them anyway. So yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so first we have the husband who's a husband. <laughs> He's a husband. Uh, we also have his nameless wife, and she's a wife. Mm-hmm. They have a son who is very originally named Son. Yep. Uh, there's another guy named Oliver. Yeah, and he's got a friend whose name is Rafe. Mm-hmm. And another friend whose name is Sam. Yep. And then there's the master of the college who masters the college. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's, you know, various servants, knights, and officers um, that you'll hear played brilliantly by our mm-hmm. guests and their mm-hmm. incredible voice acting. So without further ado, we will now read for you the Yorkshire tragedy in a segment that this week we're calling a bunch of wackadoos got together on Zoom and read the Yorkshire tragedy. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> See you on the other side of it. Okay. Um, okay, so why don't you all go ahead and introduce yourselves in alphabetical order by first name? Cue everybody staring at their Zoom screen trying to figure out the alphabet. Yeah, that was really <laughs> so, great. Jess yeah, just said yeah. that and everybody <laughs> leaned in by like six inches. And was okay, like, look, it's going to be Charlie. I'll just start reciting the alphabet in my... <laughs> 
Hi, my name is Charlie Bell. I am a PhD student at the University of Alabama. So thanks to Jess and Aubrey for inviting me along for, uh, to read this wacky tragedy. And what role are you playing tonight, Charlie? Oh, yes, I will be playing two roles tonight. I will first be Oliver, and then I will be Master. Oh, Master of the College. He is yes, sorry, Master of the name. College. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm Courtney. Hi, I am also a PhD candidate at the University of Alabama, and I'm very excited to be reading all of the roles of the servants tonight. Yay. Tonight I will be serving you some righteously funny things. Whatever, you love Fired. it. <laughs> uh, I'm Molly Ceramet. Uh, I'm an assistant professor at Mary Baldwin. Uh, it's a thrill to be back on the podcast. Uh, tonight, I'm playing Sam, and then I'll be the wife, because wives don't get names, apparently. No. Rude. Very. Hello, universe, yet again. Uh, I'm Patrick, making a third, appear a third appearance on the Hurley Burley Gosh, Shakespeare show. Yeah. Um, I am a PhD candidate, officially, uh, at the University of Texas at Austin, uh, and I will be reading tonight... We're going with Ralph or Rafe, who cares? First gentleman and son. Uh, I am Sawyer, and I'm a postdoc at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. Um, my first time on the podcast. Excited to be here. And I will be playing uh, sundry, nameless parts, including second gent, uh, maid, which is different than servant, and also a knight. I think that second second gen is the same second gen, but honestly, who can be sure? <laughs> we'll figure it out as we go, I guess. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. Middleton for you. And I will be reading the husband, and oh, Jess yeah. will be reading the stage directions. I will. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm also gonna do some terrible sound effects, mostly oh. with my mouth. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. A Yorkshire tragedy. One of the four plays in one called All's One for the Kingsmen at the Globe by Thomas Middleton. Scene one. Enter Oliver and Ralph, two serving men. Sarah Ralph, my young mistress is in such a pitiful, passionate humor for the long absence of her love. Why can you blame her? Why apples hanging longer in the tree than when they are ripe make so many fallings. Viz, mad wenches, because they are not gathered in time, are fain to drop of themselves, and then tis common, you know, for every man to take them up. Mass, thou sayest true, tis common indeed. <laughs> but, Sirrah, is neither our young master returned, nor our fellow Sam come from London? Neither of either, as the Puritan bod says. Slid, I hear Sam. Sam's come. Here's Terry. Come, a faith. Now my nose itches for news. And so does mine elbow. Where are you there? Enter Sam, furnished with things from London. Boy, look you walk my horse with things. discretion. I have rid him simply. I warrant his skin sticks to his back with very heat. If it should catch cold and get the cough of the lungs, I were well served, were I not? What, Ralph and Oliver? Honest, Honest fellow Sam. Sam. Welcome, Welcome faith. faith. What, what tricks, tricks hast thou brought, thou brought from, from London? London. <laughs> uh. I am hanged after the truest fashion. Three hats and two glasses bobbing upon him. Two rabato wires upon my breast. A cap case by my side. A brush at my back. An almanac in my pocket. And three ballads in my codpiece. Mm. Hey, I am the true picture of the common serving man. I'll swear thou art. Thou mayest set up when thou wilt. 
There's many a one begins with less, I can tell thee, that proves a rich man ere he dies. But what's the news from London, Sam? Aye, that's well said. What's the news from London, Sarah? My young mistress keeps such a puling for her love. Why, the more fool she, aye, the more ninny hammer she. Why, Sam, why? Why, he's married to another long ago. You faith, ye jest. Why, did you not know that till now? Why, he's married, beats his wife, and has two or three children by her. For you must note that any woman bears the more when she is beaten. What? Aye, that's true, for she bears the blows. Yowza. Sarah, Sam, I would not for two years wage my young mistress knew so much. She'd run upon the left hand of her wit and ne'er be her own woman again. And I think she was blessed in her cradle that he never came in her bed. Ew. Ew. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why, he has consumed all, pawned his lands, and made his university brother stand in wax for him. There's a fine phrase for a scrivener. Huh. He owes more than his skin's worth. Is it possible? Nay, I'll tell you moreover. He calls his wife whore as familiarly as one would call mall and doll, and his children bastards as naturally as can be. But what have we here? I thought twas somewhat pulled down my breeches. I quite forgot my two poting sticks. <laughs> these, come, these came from London. Now anything is good here that comes from London. Aye, far-fetched, you know. But speak in your conscience of faith. Have not we as good poting sticks of the country as need to be put i' the fire? The mind of a thing is all, the mind of a thing's all, and as thou sayest e'en now, far-fetched is the best things for ladies. Aye, and for waiting gentlewomen too. But Rafe, what, is our beer sour this thunder? No, no, it holds countenance yet. Why then, follow me. I'll teach you the finest humor to be drunk in. I learned it at London last week. Faith, let's, let's hear, hear it. it. Let's hear, hear it. it. The bravest humor would do a man good to be drunken. They call it knighting in London when they drink upon their knees. Hey, that's, that's excellent. excellent. Come, follow me. <laughs> I'll give you all the degrees on in order. Exunt. Enter, wife, scene two. What will become of us? All will away. My husband never ceases an expense, both to consume his credit and his house, and to set down by heaven's just decree that riot's child must needs be beggary. Are these the virtues that his youth did promise? Dice and voluptuous meetings, midnight revels, taking his bed with surfeits ill-beseeming, the ancient honor of his house and name, and this not all, but that which kills me most. When he recounts his losses and false fortunes, the weakness of his state so much dejected, not as a man repentant, but half mad, his fortunes cannot answer his expense. He sits and sullenly locks up his arms, forgetting heaven, looks downward, which makes him appear so dreadful that he frights my heart, walks heavily as if his soul were earth, not penitent for those his sins are past, but vexed his money cannot make them last. A fearful melancholy, ungoodly sorrow. Oh, yonder he comes. Now in despite, of, in despite of ills, I'll speak to him, and I will hear him speak, and do my best to drive it from his heart. And her husband? I just now realized that everyone was talking shit about me just now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, bummer. Okay. You're you're not a great dude. <laughs> Pox of this shit. last throw. 
It made 500 angels vanish from my sight. I'm damned. I'm damned. The angels have forsook me. Nay, tis certainly true, for he that has no coin is damned in this world. He's gone. He's gone. Dear husband. Oh, most punishment of all. I have a wife. (laughs) (laughs) I do entreat you as you love your soul. Tell me the cause of this your discontent. A vengeance strip thee naked. Thou art the cause. Effect, quality, property, thou, thou, thou. Bad turned to worse. Uh, Both beggary of the soul is of the body, and so much unlike himself at first, as if some vexed spirit had got his form upon him. And her husband again. He comes again. He says I am the cause. (laughs) I never yet spoke less than words of duty and of love. If marriage be honorable, then cuckolds are honorable, for they cannot be made without marriage. Fool, what meant I to marry thee? To get beggars? Now must my eldest son be a knave or nothing. He cannot live upon the soil, for he will have no land to maintain him. That mortgage sits like a snaffle upon my inheritance and makes me chaw upon iron. My second son must be a promoter, and my third a thief or an underputter, a slave pander. Oh, beggary, beggary, to what base uses dost thou put a man? I think the devil scorns to be a bod. He bears himself more proudly, has more care on's credit, base, slavish, abject, filthy poverty. Good sir, by all our vows I do beseech you, show me the true cause of your discontent. Money, 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 and thou must supply me. Alas, I am the least cause of your discontent. Discontent. Yet what is mine, either in rings or jewels, used to your own desire? But I beseech you, as you're a gentleman by many bloods, Though I myself be out of your respect, think on the state of these three lovely boys you have been father to. Puh! Bastards! 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 Begot in tricks! Begot in tricks. Heaven knows how these words wrong me, but I may endure these griefs among a thousand more. Oh, call to mind your lands already mortgaged, yourself uh, wound into debts, you're wound into debts. Your hopeful brother at the university in bonds for you like to be seized upon, and... How done, thou harlot, whom thou for fashion's sake I married, I never could abide. Thinks thou thy words shall kill my pleasures? Fall off to thy friends, thou and thy bastards beg. I will not bait a wit in humor. Midnight, still I love you and revel in your company. Curbed in? Shall it be said in all societies that I broke custom and that I flagged in money? No, those thy jewels I will play as freely as when my state was fullest. Be it so. Nay, I protest. Spurns her. (laughs) And takes that for an earnest. I will forever hold thee in contempt and never touch these sheets that cover thee, but be divorced in bed till thou consent thy dowry shall be sold to give new life unto those pleasures which I most affect. Sir, do but turn a gentle eye on me, and what the law shall give me leave to do, you shall command. Look it be done. Shall I want dust, and like a slave wear nothing in my pockets but my hands to fill them up with nails? Holding his hands in his pockets. Oh, much against my blood, let it be done. I was never made to be a looker-on, a bod to dice. I'll shake the drabs myself and make them yield. I say, look it be done. I take my leave. It shall. Exit. Speedily, speedily. I hate the very hour I chose a wife. A a true trouble. (laughs) 
Three children like three evils hang upon me. Fie, 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 strumpets and bastards. Strumpets and bastards. Enter three gentlemen, hearing him. Still do those loathsome thoughts jar on your tongue. Yourself to stain the honor of your wife, nobly descended. Those whom men call mad endanger others, but he's more than mad that wounds himself, whose own words do proclaim scandals unjust to soil his better name. It is not fit. I pray, forsake it. Good sir, let modesty reprove you. Let honest kindness so sway so much with you. Good in. I thank you, sir. How do you? Adieu. I'm glad to see you. Exunt, gentlemen. Farewell, instructions and admonitions. Enter a servant. How now, Sirrah? What would you? Only to certify you, sir, that my mistress was met by the way by them who were sent for her up to London by her honorable uncle, your worship's late guardian. So, sir, then she is gone, and so may you be. But let her look that the thing be done she wots of, or hell will stand more pleasant than her house at home. Exit, servant. Enter, a gentleman. Well or ill met, I care not. No, nor I. I am come with confidence to chide you. Who, me? Chide me? Do't finally then, let it not move me, for if thou chidest me angry, I shall strike. Strike thine own follies, for it is they deserve to be well beaten. We are now in private, there's none but thou and I. Thou art fond and peevish, (gasps) unclean rioter. Thy lands and credit lie now both sick of a consumption. I am sorry for thee. That man that spends with shame, that with his riches does consume his name, and such art thou. Peace! No! Thou shalt hear me further. Thy fathers and forefathers, worthy honors, which were our country monuments, our grace, follies in thee begin now to deface. The springtime of thy youth did fairly promise such a most fruitful summer to thy friends. It scarce can enter into men's beliefs such dearth should hang on thee. We that see it, are sorry to believe it. In thy change, this voice into all places will be hurled. Thou and the devil hast deceived the world. I'll not endure thee. But of all the worst, thy virtuous wife, right honorably allied, thou hast proclaimed a strumpet. Nay then, I know thee. Thou art her champion, thou her private friend, the party you wot on. Oh, ignoble thought. I am past my patient blood. Shall I stand idle and see my reputation touched to death? (laughs) Taz gulled you this, has it? No, monster. I will prove my thoughts that only tend to virtuous love. Love of her virtues? There it goes. Base spirit to lay thy hate upon the fruitful honor of thine own bed. A fight and the husband's hurt. (laughs) Oh! Wilt thou yield it yet? Sir, sir, I have not done with you. I hope nor ne'er shall do. Fight again. Plain have you plain. got tricks? Are you in cunning with me? No, plain and right. He needs no cunning that for truth doth fight. Husband falls down. Uh, hard fortune. Am I leveled with the ground? Now, sir, you lie at mercy. Aye, you slave. Alas, that hate should bring us to our grave. You see, my sore is not thirsty for your life. I am sorrier for your wound than you yourself. You're of a virtuous house. Show virtuous deeds. Tis not your honor, tis your folly bleeds. Much good has been expected in your life. Cancel not all men's hope. You have a wife, kind and obedient. Heap not wrongful shame on her and your posterity. 
Let only sin be sore, and by this fall, rise never to fall more. And so I leave you. Exit. So this guy just enters, beats the crap out of him, and leaves? He doesn't even have a name. And he he's just like, I'm going to beat the shit out now of Now that we're like, alone, let me tell this. you how I feel. And for good measure, let me just fuck you up. <laughs> I'm here to teach you about modesty. Oh, God. Oh, great. I mean, not that he doesn't deserve it, but okay. This part was written for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Has the dog left me then after the, his tooth hath left me? Oh, my heart would fain leap after him. Revenge, I say. I'm mad to be revenged. My strumpet wife, it is thy quarrel that rips thus my flesh and makes my breast spit blood. Ew. But thou shalt bleed. Vanquished? Got down? Unable e'en to speak? Surely tis want of money makes men weak. Aye, twas that overthrew me. I'd ne'er be down else. Exit. Scene three. Enter wife in a riding suit with a serving man. Faith, mistress, if it might not be presumption in me to tell you so, for his excuse you had small reason, knowing his abuse. Grant I had, but alas, why should our faults at home be spread abroad? Tis grief enough within doors. At first sight, mine uncle could run o'er his prodigal life as perfectly as if his serious eye had numbered all his follies knew of his mortgaged lands, his friends in bonds, himself withered with debts, and in that minute, had I added his usage and unkindness, t'would have confounded every thought of good. Where now, fathering his riots on his youth, which time and tame experience will shake off, guessing his kindness to me as I smoothed him with all the skill I had, though his deserts are in form uglier than an unshaped bear, he's to prefer him to some office and place at court, a good and sure relief to all his stooping fortunes. T'will be a means, I hope, to make new league between us and redeem his virtues with his lands. I should think so, mistress. If he should not now be kind to you and love you and cherish you up, I should think the devil himself kept open house in him. I doubt not, but he will. Now prithee leave me. I think I hear him coming. I am gone. Exit. By this good means, I shall preserve my lands and free my husband out of usurer's hands. Now there is no need of sale, my uncle's kind. I hope, if aught, this will content his mind. Here comes my husband. Enter husband. Now, are you come? Where's the money? Let's see the money. Is the rubbish sold, those wise acres your lands? Why, when, the money, where is't? Pour it down, down with it, down with it. I say, pour it on the ground. Let's see it, let's see it. Good sir, keep but in patience, and I hope my words shall like you well. I bring you better comfort than the sale of my dowry. Huh? What's that? Pray do not fright me, sir, but vouchsafe me hearing. My uncle, glad of your kindness to me and mild usage, for so I made it to him, has in pity of your declining fortunes provided a place for you at court of worth and credit, which so much overjoyed me. Spurns her. Out on the filth over and overjoyed when I'm in torments, thou politic whore, subtler than nine devils. Was this thy journey to nunk, uh, to set down the history of me, of my state and fortunes? Shall I, that dedicated myself to pleasure, be now confined in service to crouch and stand like an old man in the hams, my hat off, that I, that never could abide to uncover my head in the church? Base slut! This fruit bears thy complaints. 
Oh, heaven knows that my complaints were praises and best words of you and your estate. Only my friends knew of your mortgage lands and were possessed of every accident before I came. If thou suspected but a plot in me to keep my dowry, or for mine own good, or my poor children's, though it suits a mother to show a natural care in their reliefs, yet I'll forget myself to calm your blood. Consume it as your pleasure counsels you, and all I wish e'en clemency affords. Give me but comely looks and modest words. Drawing his dagger. Money, whore. Money, or I'll... Enters a servant very hastily. What the devil? How now, thy hasty news? May it please you, sir. What? May I not look upon my dagger? Speak, villain, or I will execute the point on thee. Quick, short. Why, sir, a gentleman from the university stays below to speak with you. From the university? So, university, that long word runs through me. Exunt, husband, and servants. Was ever wife so wretchedly beset? Had not this news stepped in between, the point had offered violence to my breast. That which some women call great misery would show but little here, would scarce be seen amongst my miseries. I may compare for wretched fortunes with all wives that are. Nothing will please him until all be nothing. He calls it slavery to be preferred, a place of credit, a base servitude. What shall become of me and my poor children? Two here, and one at nurse, my pretty beggars. I see how ruin with a palsy hand begins to shake the ancient seat to dust. The heavy weight of sorrow draws my lids over my dankish eyes. I can scarce see. Thus grief will last. It wakes and sleeps with me. Oh, it. Scene four. Enter the husband with the master of the college. Please you draw near, sir. You're exceeding welcome. <laughs> That's my doubt. I fear I come not to be welcome. Yes, howsoever. Tis not my fashion, sir, to dwell in long circumstance, but to be plain and effectual. Therefore, to the purpose. The cause of my setting forth was piteous and lamentable. That hopeful young gentleman, your brother, whose virtues we all love dearly, through your default and unnatural negligence, lies in bond executed for your debt. A prisoner, all his studies amazed, his hope struck dead, and the pride of his youth muffled in these dark clouds of oppression. Hmm. Um, um. Oh, you have killed the towardest hope of all our university. Wherefore, without repentance and amends, expect ponderous and sudden judgments to fall grievously upon you. Your brother, a man who profited in his divine employments, might have made 10,000 souls fit for heaven. Now by your careless courses cast in prison, which you must answer for, and assure your spirit it will come home at length. Oh, God. Oh. Wise men think ill of you. Others speak ill of you. No man loves you. Nay, even those whom honesty condemns condemn you. And take this from the virtuous affection I bear your brother. Never look for prosperous hour, good thought, quiet sleeps, contented walks, nor anything that makes man perfect till you redeem him. What is your answer? How will you bestow him upon desperate misery or better hopes? 
I suffer till I hear your answer. Sir, you have much wrought with me. I feel you in my soul. You are your art's master. I never had sense till now. Your syllables have cleft me, both for your words and pains. This fake bitch. I thank you. <laughs> I'm trying to be serious. Okay. <laughs> I cannot but acknowledge grievous wrongs done to my brother. Mighty, mm-hmm. mighty, mighty wrongs. <laughs> Within there? Enter a serving man. <laughs> Sir? Uh, fill me a bowl of wine. Exit serving man for wine. <laughs> Alas, <laughs> poor brother, bruised with an execution for my sake? A bruise indeed makes many a mortal sore till the grave cure him. Enter serving man with wine. <laughs> he makes it sound Story like of my life. <laughs> <laughs> The stage direction's insistence on telling you exactly what everyone is doing feels offensive. (laughs) Know what he's doing. Right? It just feels important that we should have wine for this. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, I do need a drink. This is a heavy conversation. Why do you think I'm drinking, (laughs) y'all? I just, why, this is like established as the worst dude in town. And he, but he loved his brother. I mean, patriarchy? Incest, same thing. <laughs> mm. Sir, I begin to you. You've chid your welcome. I could have wished it better for your sake. I pledge you, sir, to the kind man in prison. Let it be so. Drink both. <laughs> <laughs> that's what now, drinking sounds that's like. That's drinking, <laughs> slurping. <laughs> You're welcome. He's an old master of the college. Yeah. (laughs) Now, sir, if you so please to spend but a few minutes in a walk about my grounds below, my man here shall attend you. I doubt not by by that time to be furnished of a sufficient answer, and therein my brother fully satisfied. Good, sir, in that the angels would be pleased, and the world's murmurs calmed. And I should say, I set forth then upon a lucky day. Exit with serving man. I feel like he forgot he had a brother until this guy reminded him. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe so. (laughs) He's like, oh yeah, shit, I should pretend to be sad. (laughs) I really screwed that guy over. (laughs) Oh, thou confused man, thy pleasant sins have undone thee. Thy damnation has beggared thee, that heaven should say we must not sin, and yet made women. Oh, I just love a little little misogyny, just like tossed in there for good measure. Uh, Gives our senses way to find pleasure, which being found confounds us. Why should we know those things so much misuse us? Oh, would virtue had been forbidden. We should then have proved all virtuous. For tis our blood to love what we're forbidden. Had not drunkenness been forbidden, what man would have been fool to a beast and zany to a swine to show tricks in the mire? What is there in three dice to make a man draw thrice 3,000 acres into a compass of a round little table and with the gentleman's palsy in the hand shake out his posterity? Thieves or beggars? Uh, tis done. I had done a faith. Terrible, horrible misery. How well was I left? Very well, very well. My lands showed like a full moon about me. But now, 
the moons in the last quarter waning waning <laughs> and i am mad to think that the moon was mine mine and my father's and my forefathers generations generations down goes the house of us down down it sinks now is the name a beggar begs in me that name which hundreds of years has made this shire famous in me and my posterity runs out in my seed five are made miserable besides myself my riot is now my brother's jailer my wife's sighing my three boys penury and mine own confusion hair's his hair why sit my hairs upon my cursed head will not this poison scatter them oh my brothers in execution among devils that jesus there's more to read that stretch him and make him give and i want and i in want not able for to live nor to redeem him divines and dying men may talk of hell but in my heart her several torments dwell slavery and misery who in this case would not take up money upon his soul Pawn is salvation, live at interest. I, that did ever in abundance dwell, for me to want exceeds the throes of hell. Enter his little son with a top <laughs> and a scourge. What's a scourge? It's like a weapon. It's oh, like a oh, whip. It, yeah. Okay, got it. What's okay, a thank top? You. A to- like, a <laughs> like a toy? Okay. Like a dreidel? Like a toy? Okay. <laughs> Just checking. What Good question. You, father. You're not well. <laughs> I cannot scourge my top as long as you stand so. You take up all the room with your wide legs. You cannot meet. <laughs> you cannot make me afeard with this. I fear no visors nor bugbears. Husband takes up the child by the skirts of his long coat in one hand and draws his dagger with the other. No, God. Up, sir, for here thou hast no inheritance left. Oh, what will you do, father? I am your white boy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Strikes him. No. Thou shalt be my red boy. Take that. (laughs) Oh, you hurt me, father. (laughs) My eldest beggar, thou shalt not live to ask a usurer bread, to cry at a great man's gate, or to follow... Good, your honor, by a crouch. No, nor your brother. Tis charity I to brain you. Uh, How shall I learn? Now my head's broke. Ask him. Oh my God. What? (laughs) Wow, it just went from zero to murder. I also keep like so many people are suffering because of me. You know what will fix that child death? Murder. (laughs) Do some infanticide. That's fine. Bastard. All right, fine. Bleed, bleed rather than beg beg be not thy name's disgrace spurn thou thy fortunes first if they be base come view thy second brother fates my children's blood shall spin into your faces you shall see how confidently we scorn beggary exit with his son scene five bullshit (laughs) exit with his son is interesting because clearly that's a dead thing he's just dragging the baby he's dying Oh my! Okay. I'm like, was I stabbing the whole time while I was saying that? Like, that's that's a production choice. Wow. Okay. All right. Scene five. I'm a woman now. Okay. No problem. Just holding a small child in my arms. Hope nothing bad happens to it. (laughs) Enter a maid with a child in her arms. The wife by her, asleep. Sleep, sweet babe. Sorrow makes thy mother sleep. 
It bodes small good when heaviness falls so deep. Hush, pretty boy, thy hopes might have been better. Tis lost at dice what ancient honor won. Hard when the father plays away the son. Nothing but misery serves in this house. Ruin and desolation. And her husband with the boy bleeding. My couplet. Oh! <laughs> Whore! Give me that boy! Strives with her for the child. Oh, help, help out, alas. Murder, murder. Are you gossiping, prating, sturdy queen? Is that how you pronounce that word? There's yeah. a lot of vowels in that word. Okay. <laughs> I'll break your clamor with your neck. Downstairs, tumble, tumble headlong. Throws her down. So the surest way to charm a woman's tongue is break her neck. A politician did it. <laughs> Too real, y'all. More misogyny! Uh, Mother, mother, I have killed mother! Wife wakes. (laughs) Who's that cried? Oh me, my children, both, 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 bloody, bloody. Catches up the youngest. Strumpet, let go of the boy, let go of the beggar. Oh, my sweet husband. Filth, harlot! What will you do, dear husband? Give me the bastard. Your own sweet boy. There are too many beggars. Good, my husband. Dost thou prevent me still? Oh, God. Stabs at the child in her arms. Ah, have at his heart. Oh, my dear boy. Gets it from her. Brat, thou shalt not live to shame thy house. Oh, heaven. She's hurt and sinks down. And perish, now be gone. There's whores enough, and want would make thee one. Enter a lusty servant. Oh, sir, what deeds are these? Base slave, my vassal, comest thou between my fury to question me? Holding him back. Were you the devil, I would hold you, sir. Hold me? Presumption! I'll undo thee for it. Blood, you have undone us all, sir. Tug at thy master? Tug at a monster. <gasps> I have no power. Shall my slave fetter me? Nay, then the devil wrestles. I am thrown. Oh, villain, now I'll tug thee. Overcomes him. Now I'll tear thee. Ah. Set- set quick spurs to my vassal bruise him trample him i like how these like stage directions are just embedded in there and i'm Mm -hmm. saying them but probably also doing them okay yeah Yeah. so like are all really different physical actions so that you would have to like really work to get all those things together yeah and i'm just gonna narrate what i'm doing while i'm doing it Uh, (laughs) set quick spurs to my vassal bruise him trample him so i think thou wilt not follow me in haste my horse stands ready saddled away away of course your horse is (laughs) of course it is you never know when I'm going to do a Just murder right and need there. to ride away. <laughs> <laughs> now to my brat at nurse, my sucking beggar. Fates, Another I'll one. not leave you one to trample on. The master meets him. How's with you, sir? Methinks you look of a distracted <laughs> color. Who? <laughs> I, sir? <laughs> Me? Tis but your fancy. Please, you. Oh, he's covered in blood. (laughs) (laughs) Like a knife in my hand. (laughs) Who, me? I'm fine. (laughs) I'm totally fine. These corpses were here already. They were. I definitely didn't murder my family. You're distracted when you're covered in blood. (laughs) That is distracting. He had house guests. It is. Wow. Please you walk in, sir, and I'll soon resolve you. I want one small part to make up the sum, and then my brother shall rest satisfied. I shall be glad to see it. Sir, I'll attend you. So wait. 
<laughs> Hold on. So this man has decided that because his wife is a quote unquote whore and his three children are bastards, that that's why he's poor and that's why his brother's in jail. So instead of, I don't know, not gambling anymore, he decides, I know what I'll do. Let me kill my wife and bastard children and that will free my brother. Yeah. It's really weird because it's like, none of these things make you more money. Like you can- Also, <laughs> and I feel like most importantly, if this plan does not work, is he going to kill his brother to alleviate his brother's earthly suffering so that it his brother like doesn't have to become, I mean, I, this man is insane. Yeah. Misogyny is a hell of a drug. I can only <laughs> assume option. that the moral is like gambling makes you just completely lose all sense of like scale and awareness. And, like, gambling is a gateway off. drug to murder. It's, I mean, I believe that. No. And all of this is better than just taking the job. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> there's, there's a perfectly good job, but right. too good to do the job and thus murder. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. you were never very good at like taking your hat on and off when you're supposed to. So it's just not an option. Fair. Mm-hmm. Fair. I'm mostly mad because I'm dead now. <laughs> <laughs> that kid hung on for a really good long time, though, like into the next scene. I mean, it was only like 20 lines, but you know. Yeah. Okay. You tried. It's fine. Oh, where are we at? Did we exude? Uh, the servant? We did. Yeah, exunt. Exunt exunt husband and master. Take it away, servant. Oh, I am scarce able to heave up myself. He so bruised me with his devilish weight and torn my flesh with his blood-hasty spur. A man before of easy constitution, till now hell's power supplied to his soul's wrong. Oh, how damnation can make weak men strong. Enter master and two servants. Oh, the most piteous deed, sir, since you came. A deadly greeting. Has he summed up these to satisfy his brother? Here's another. And by the bleeding infants, the dead mother. Oh. Yeah, they were here. They were right here. Did you just see them? (laughs) Surgeons, surgeons. She recovers life. One of his men all faint and bloody Ed. Follow, our murderous master has took horse to kill his child at nurse. Oh, follow quickly. I am the readiest. It shall be my charge to raise the town upon him. Good sir, do follow him. Exunt, master, and his two servants. Oh, my children. How is't with my most afflicted mistress? Why do I now recover? Why half live to see my children bleed before mine eyes? A sight able to kill a mother's breast without an executioner. What, art thou mangled too? I, thinking to prevent what his quick mischiefs had so soon acted, came and rushed upon him. We struggled, but a fouler strength than his o'erthrew me with his arms. Then did he bruise me and rent my flesh and robbed me of my hair. Like a madman in execution made me unfit to rise and follow him. What is it has beguiled him of all grace and stole away humanity from his breast to slay his children, purpose to kill his wife and spoil his servants? Two servants. Please, you leave, Please this, you most leave this most accursed, accursed place. place. <laughs> A surgeon waits, waits within. Willing to leave it. Tis guilty of sweet blood, innocent blood. Murder has took this chamber with, with full hands and will ne'er out as long as the house stands. Exunt. Scene six. <laughs> 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 
and her husband as being thrown off his horse and falls. See, the horse knows. <laughs> oh, stumbling jade, the spavin overtake thee, the fifty diseases stop thee. Oh, I am sorely bruised. Plague founder thee, thou run'st at ease and pleasure. Heart of chance to throw me now within a flight of, of the town in such a plain, even ground. Sfoot, a man may dice upon and throw away the meadow's filthy beast. Cry within, follow, follow, follow. Ha, I hear the sounds of men like hue and cry. Up, up, struggle to thy horse. Make on, dispatch that little beggar and all's done. Cry within, here, this way, this way. At my back? Oh, what fate have I? My limbs deny me go. My will is baited. Beggary claims a part. Oh, could I hear reach into the infant's heart? Enter master of the college, three gentlemen, and others with halberds. Find him. Unnatural flinty, more than barbarous. The Scythians in their marble-hearted beats could not have acted more remorseless deeds in their relentless natures than these of thine. Was this the answer I long waited on? The satisfaction for thy prisoned brother? Why, he can have no more ons than our skins, and some of them want but flaying. Great sins have made him impudent. He shed so much blood that he cannot blush. Away with him. Bear him along to the justices. A gentleman of worship dwells at hand. There shall, be, there shall his deeds be blamed. Why, all the better. My glory tis to have my action known. I grieve for nothing but I missed of one. Oh, there's little of a father in that grief. Bear him away. Exunt. Scene seven. Enters a knight with two or three gentlemen. Endangered so his wife? Murdered his children? So the cry comes. I am sorry I e'er knew him, that ever he took life and natural being from such an honored stock and fair descent till this black minute without stain or blemish. Here come the men. Enter the master of the college and the rest with the husband as prisoner. The serpent of his house. I'm sorry for this time that I am in place of justice. Please you, sir. Do not repeat it twice, I know too much. Would it had ne'er been thought on, sir, I believe for you. Your father's sorrows are alive in me. What made you show such monstrous cruelty? In a word, sir, I have consumed all, played away Longacre, and I thought it the charitablest deed I could do to cousin beggary and knock my house o' the head. Oh, in a cooler blood you will repent it. I repent now that one's left unkilled, my brat at nurse. Oh, I would full fain have weaned him. Well, I do not think, but in tomorrow's judgment, the terror will sit closer to your soul when the dread thought of death remembers you. To further which, take this sad voice from me. Never was act played more unnaturally. I thank you, sir. Go, lead him to the jail, where justice claims all. There must pity fail. Come, come, away with me. Exit husband prisoner, guarded. Sir, you deserve the worship of your place. Would all did so. In you the law is grace. It is my wish it should be so. Ruinous man, the desolation of his house, the blot upon his predecessor's honored name. That man is nearest shame that is past shame. Exunt. Scene eight. Enter husband with the officers, the master, and gentleman as going by his house. <laughs> 
I don't get it, but okay. They're I going, am... they're walking past his house. Oh, like, a, okay. I'm in like yeah. a procession as, of shame. As if against you are walking my house. past your house. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I am right against my house. <laughs> Seat of my ancestors. I should have just read my text. <laughs> <laughs> what? Clues <laughs> are in this text, Aubrey. Ah, let me start again. I am right against my house. Seat of my ancestors. I hear my wife's alive, but much endangered. I entreat to speak with her before the prison gripe me. Oh, Enter his wife, brought in a chair. See, here she comes of herself. Oh, my sweet husband, my dear distressed husband, now in the hands of unrelenting laws, my greatest sorrow, my extremest bleeding, now my soul bleeds. How now? Kind to me? Did I not wound thee? Left thee for dead? You sure as shit did. <laughs> <laughs> Our greater (laughs) wounds did my breast feel. Unkindness strikes a deeper wound than steel. You have been still unkind to me. Faith, and so I think I have. I did my murders roughly and out of hand. (laughs) Desperate and sudden, but thou hast devised a fine way now to kill me. Thou hast given mine eyes seven wounds apiece. Now glides the devil from me departs at every joint, heaves up my nails. Oh, catch him new torments that were ne'er invented. Bind him one thousand more, you blessed angels, in that pit bottomless. Let him not rise to make men act unnatural tragedies, to spread into a father and, in fury, make him his children's executioners, murder his wife, his servants, and who not, for that man's dark where heaven is quite forgot. Oh, my repentant husband? (laughs) Really? Is this for real? Okay, I guess we'll find out. My dear soul, whom I too much have wronged, for death I die, and for this have I longed. Thou shouldst not, be assured, for these faults die if the law could forgive as soon as I. Girl, Girl, you do not need him. Right? What 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 are you doing? And I say that as your husband. What sight is yonder? <laughs> oh, our two bleeding boys laid forth upon the threshold. Here's weight enough to make a heartstring crack. Oh, were it lawful that your pretty souls might look from heaven into your father's eyes, then should you see the penitent glasses melt and both your murders shoot upon my cheeks. But you are playing in the angel's laps and will not look on me, who, void of grace, killed you in beggary. Oh, that I might my wishes now attain, I should then wish you living were again, though I did beg with you, which thing I feared. Oh, twas the enemy my eyes so bleared. This is some soaring verse, y'all. <laughs> oh, would you could pray heaven me to forgive that will unto my end repentant live. It makes me e'en forget all other sorrows and have part with this. Come, will you go? I'll kiss the blood I spilt, and then I go. <gasps> Wait. My soul is bloodied. Well, may my lips be so. Farewell, dear wife. Now thou and I must part. I of thy wrongs repent me with my heart. Oh, stay. Thou shalt not go. <sighs> Woman. Oh. Love yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's but in vain. You see it must be so. Farewell, ye bloody ashes of my boys. 
My punishments are their eternal joys. Let every father look into my deeds, and then their heirs may prosper while mine bleeds. More wretched am I now in this distress than former sorrows made me. Exunt husband and officers with halberds. O oh, kind wife, be comforted. One joy is yet unmurdered. <laughs> you have a boy at nurse. Your joy's in him. Dearer than all is my poor husband's life. Heaven give my body strength, which yet is faint, with such expense of blood, and I will kneel, sue for his life, number up all my friends to plead for pardon my dear husband's life. Are you fucking kidding me? I, I, the knight is not in this scene, but I would like to speak for him and say absolutely not. <laughs> okay, Was it in this. man to wound so kind a creature? I'll ever praise a woman for thy sake. I must return with grief, my answer set. I shall bring news weighs heavier than the debt. Two brothers, one in bond lies overthrown. This on a des deadlier execution. Oh God, thank you. Yes. 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 Hitting the rhyme. Oh, yes. Yes. Finis. What is this play? <laughs> What? Is there like a lot of gambling sort of like rakes progress style narratives that we need to be cautioning about in Yorkshire? <laughs> Who do we know in Yorkshire and do we need to call them and check on them right now? I don't I might know a couple people. I, I do love the line. I wrote down four <laughs> lines, but I really, really love come come away with me is hilarious. <laughs> right. Excellent. <laughs> Uh, like, take me away. Take me away <laughs> to prison to be executed because I have I have clearly done wrong. I was low-key worried he was going to try to kill her. Again? And yeah, yeah. Like, ooh, there's my wife. Let me say I'm sorry. Stab, stab, stab. Like, <laughs> I was really worried that that was going to happen. Sorry, I cut you off, Charlie. Oh, it's okay. I was just going to say my, my favorite line is, what, art thou man mangled too? <laughs> <laughs> It's lines like that that make me think it's like a dark comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the Middleton. This is definitely a dark comedy. <laughs> yeah. so, I did not, I knew nothing about this play. Well, I part still of, know nothing about this play. What happened to me? <laughs> <laughs> it's part of four plays in one that some people, cough, cough, Martin Wiggins, thinks actually doesn't exist. I, yeah. But the I, other three don't exist. The other exist. three. Yes, the, other, the other three don't exist. Oh. It's That's okay. novel. Huh. Curious. I thought that'd be a really great ploy to get people to keep coming to the theater to hope they could catch the other three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. still accidentally, mm -hmm. somehow, by chance. Yeah. Like a proto soap art. opera, kind of. Yeah. You know? Uh, this is like a Pixar short for the play that we <laughs> <laughs> A really murdery Pixar short. Yeah. My real question is what exactly? was the point of Oliver, Ralph, and Sam. Just <laughs> talk shit. Like, they show up literally in the beginning and they're like, oh, we're going to just wait for uh, Sam to show up. And then Sam shows up from university and they're like, hey, how's that other bass? And it's like, not good. <laughs> and then the play happened. So Charlie and Courtney and I read this play together over the summer and we kind of did the same thing. We were like, okay, great. There's three of us. There's three of them. We're going to remember who we each play. We're each going to be Oliver and Rafe and, and Sam. And then we're going to come. And then we never hear from them again. 
Maybe they're part of the other plays. Maybe they're like the glue that holds it all together. And it's just about Maybe all the, the bullshit people. I they like know. that. Yeah. And they're okay. Headcanon. What if the Rafe in this play is the same the, Rafe as in as Pestle? Pestle? I was yes. also wondering. Yes. That. Yeah. And also, isn't there a Rafe in Galatea who like wanders into the forest and meets an astronomer? I'm not sure, but I yes. have it here somewhere. Yeah, yeah he's one right. of the yes. princesses. There's yeah. also yeah. a Rafe in in Faustus. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Faustus. This mm-hmm. little Rafe guy just gets around. Maybe those are the four plays in isn't, one. Isn't there a Rafe <laughs> in the Shoemaker's <laughs> Holiday thing? Head cannon accepted. There's anyway. always a mischievous all, servant named Rafe. All of the same. So all of the Rafes are the same. Look, yes. I feel like we have an early modern quorum here. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. fact. Someone hey. call Gary mm-hmm. Taylor. And yep. Oliver is a small cat from yes. an animated movie about <laughs> yes. Sawyer, I almost just got wine out of my nose. I live to serve. <laughs> also thought of Oliver being a small cat. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's right. Yeah, that yeah. rings true. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. no so other early Sam a Hobbit? exist. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> I actually did. Yes. I didn't think of Sam quite like a Hobbit, but I did maybe think of Sam as Sean Astin. <laughs> Same thing though, right? Yeah. Well, if I Sam is like... a hobbit, then we've got to be talking about the ring wraiths. Am I right? Oh, you're oh my God. Carl, no. Elizabeth <laughs> Bell, you're dead to me. Get out. Well, and that makes sense that the husband is kind of in a Gollum situation where he's like become so <laughs> um, The husband is deeply disturbed. I don't understand him. <laughs> Neither do like, I. And I just comes read that in fucker. just like railing about whores <laughs> and beating people for no obvious reason. Murdering his own babies and, and then his this wife? guy from this college shows up and he's like, your brother's in jail. And he's like, I'm so repentant. It's all my fault. And yeah, then we get several murders. We cannot ignore the like bad influence that academia has on this man. That's the, true. A dean shows up and says two words to this man, and he immediately starts murdering people. Yeah. <laughs> flies off the handle, murdering everywhere. He's the worst. That's. I like that the characters are nameless, which I feel like gives further credence to the this this Rafe slash Ralph being the Rafe Ralph from Pestle. Um, <laughs> I like the nameless husband and wife and master and sundry servants and knights. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What if the husband and the wife are also George and <gasps> Alice? Oh, from no. Pestle? oh no. But like in an in, it's like, like they've been inherited the in This an is also, the darkest yeah. timeline. <laughs> yes! Right. <laughs> so this is just kind of like a um city comedy multiverse. Yeah. I like that. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm into oh, that. Man. We've cracked it. I'm Congratulations super into that. All. Yeah. <laughs> we've cracked it that is what i've always wanted is a city comedy multiverse kind of like that because i was thinking that in the beginning sam and this is dangerously close to like a thing i might actually say if i were being a real academic but like this the like fixation on the kind of garments and like foppery that sam brings is very similar to jack dapper in the roaring girl who's obviously the best character because of how much he loves feathers and i feel like <laughs> sam is kind of doing that for us here he's like he's bringing like a little bit of queer energy of like I just got back from school here are all my good outfits I forgot my poting sticks I'm sorry about that I will get my roughs especially crisp once I get some more poting sticks I was also very here for the first gentleman showing up and just (laughs) 
laid out the insults. Man, I did not smackdown. see that oh, yeah. coming. It was fantastic. That needed yeah. to happen again at yeah. the end. Insults and the beating. I just, oh my goodness, wow. that was fantastic. Wow. And like cutting him off, like clearly, like the husband's like, hey, I'm not that bad. And it's like, and you know what else? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Why have I never read this play before? <laughs> because Paul Menzer doesn't love us enough. Because y'all know that this is the play with Enter Her Husband as if thrown from his horse. horse. That shit was in our fucking textual culture syllabus. It's like one of his favorite things. I am enjoying the idea that you would have to have some kind of like offstage lift, like lifted platform for him to like tumble off of. (laughs) Right? Yeah. (laughs) Like enter somersaulting. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Parkour! Uh, well, thank you all for doing this with us. We so appreciate it. Does anybody have a, uh, you know, socials you want to throw out so we can oh, yeah. give you some cross promotion? <laughs> Patrick, what's Patrick your Twitter Aaron handle? 89. Follow me on Twitter, magic <laughs> underscore dance. And I'm on Twitter as Hamlet Hologram. I'm on Twitter, but I mostly only share pictures of my dog. So that's fine. I, I'm Just a good dog. About the Real Housewives. You don't I'm need to follow me. That. It's all good. <laughs> The internet needs more, like, trash TV. Wasn't that a romp? Wasn't that fun? But it was, like, like legitimately the most fun. Yeah, we had a really good time. We're going to do this again. Like, it's for sure going to happen again. Because... It's, it's, we, yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It's so, yeah. And we had had such a fun time. It was just, it was like a really, I was so happy to be in the same virtual space with so many people I love and reading a play that is just a romp. Um, (laughs) Yeah. We had a good time. So, yeah. Yeah. We're going to do it again. Great. So let's gossip a tiny bit and then get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah. So this is uh, this is going to be kind of old news um, by the time this episode comes out. But Shakespeare Bulletin, which is, um, I, I think, the leading uh, scholarly journal on Shakespeare and performance uh, in, in our field, has announced a new advisory board this week, which when you're hearing this is like two weeks in the past. But it's like, I mean, just hit after hit on who's on this advisory board. And I'm so excited. So we've got Farrah Kareen Cooper, David Sterling Brown, Lauren Eriks Klein, Vanessa Corradera, Sawyer Kemp, Nora Williams, and Sandra Young. Wait, which is Sawyer like, Kemp, who just graced yeah, us with yeah. their presence on this yeah. episode? What? Yeah. I know. I That's know. Great. It's really, really exciting. Um, and it's it's thrilling to see a leading journal take such care in selecting new people to have on their board who are pretty much um, early career scholars working on gender, working on race, working on trans studies, um, working on performance, working on all kinds of exciting new places the field is going. And all of these people are young and fresh and exciting. Um, and it's going to be, it's just, I'm, I'm so excited that this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like way to put your money where your mouth is, Shakespeare. I know. You know, that's yeah, pretty they, great. Yeah. And they've got all kinds of new leadership this year. Um, Pete Kerwin took over as the new general editor and he's amazing. If you ever get a chance to work with Pete, fucking do it. He's awesome. Um, 
Katie Vomero Santos is the new book review editor for them. Um, and she's amazing. Anyway, so Shakespeare's just like doing some really exciting stuff. That's all there is to say. Um, and then segueing from there to that, uh, Ruben Espinoza, who is uh, an incredible scholar, has a new book coming out in the spring. It's called Shakespeare on the Shades of Racism. It's coming out from Routledge and it is available for pre-order right now. It looks banging can't wait to get my hands on that so way to go Ruben and everybody go pre-order that book and or tell your libraries to pre-order that book yeah yeah um some some more like light-hearted gossip uh so apparently in the <laughs> first rounds you've probably heard of it this is old news this happened in early December when the vaccine the first vaccine was being uh, dis- you know distributed to folks in the UK no. but it was noted that a, <laughs> a, a an elderly Warwickshire gentleman named William Shakespeare <laughs> got he was one of the first in line to get vaccinated in the UK yeah. which yeah. like oh, is so good it's just so good um so i wanted to you know immortalize it on this podcast um also, if you're looking for interesting stuff to read, um, one scholar that we reference not infrequently uh, around here is Haley Backrack, and she's got a little newsletter that she puts out via email called Dramatis Personae. Um, she's a really smart writer, and if you're looking for interesting stuff to read that is Shakespeare-related, um, I highly recommend going to the website and subscribing. Um, speaking of you know theater newsletters, dramaturg Lauren Halverson also has... Uh, an emailed newsletter called nothing for the group um, where basically she rounds up. She's not a journalist. She doesn't claim to be a journalist. She's a dramaturg, um, but she rounds up a lot of uh, theater industry news. Sometimes it's Shakespeare related. Sometimes it's most of the time it's not, Um, but it's, uh, it's been a fun way to keep up with what's going on in the industry, especially in 2020 when no one can go anywhere and do anything. So um, just a couple of newsletters to keep your inbox fresh and keep your, Keep your gossip bubble bubbling. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that sentence, but basically Gross. subscribe to those things and, and uh, read some stuff. If if your gossip bubble bubbles for more than four hours, you should see a doctor. You should. It's very alarming. <laughs> Either that or like get your blood pressure checked. That's not good. <laughs> Uh, okay so thank you so much for listening we hope you leave the podcast more informed than when you started yeah thanks again to our guests this week uh patrick molly charlie courtney and sawyer we loved having y'all we love you all come back anytime come back every time what if back all the time what if what if our podcast from now is just it's seven people all the time? Oh Lord have mercy. <laughs> right, right. That would be unwieldy. Uh, season five uh, goals. Season five goals. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um tune in next time for a very special episode on foundational secondary scholarship, which I hope sounds intriguing and not boring, because it's gonna Ooh. be awesome and not boring at all. Like literally when has ever anything we've ever done been boring? It's gonna be awesome. Sure. Not once. Um happy new year. Yeah. Y'all. May 2021 be better for you. Joe Biden's and, America! And for us all. Yes, thank you, Jess. <laughs> Wham it out. Wham it out. The Hurley Burley Shakespeare Show is produced and edited by Aubrey Whitlock and Jess Hamlet. If you enjoyed our podcast, 
please tell your friends, rate us, leave a review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts. For show notes and other stuff, you can visit our website at www.hurlyburlyshakespeareshow.com. You can get in touch with us by emailing holla, H-O-L-L-A, at hurlyburlyshakespeareshow.com. You can also find us at hurlyburlyshakes on Instagram. Or at hurlyburlyshake, no S, on Twitter. I acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land from which I record the Muskegee Creek Nation and pay my respect to their elders past and present. I acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land currently referred to as Stanton, Virginia, the Monacan and Manahoac Nations, and pay my respect to their elders past and present. All opinions you heard are strictly our own and not affiliated with the institutions we represent. It's literally called a Yorkshire tragedy, y'all. Why are you surprised? I didn't know that that was like a euphemism for I'm gonna kill my little son while he while the little boy narrates how I how he's dying. <laughs> I've never been to England. I didn't know. <laughs>